SCP-6004, The Rainbow Serpent, Part 2 When last we left off, a giant snake out of Australian Aboriginal mythology had awoken and begun a hateful rampage across the earth. Humanity was apparently a disease, and it sure seemed to be the cure, effortlessly demolishing entire cities and converting millions of people into other animals. The veil of secrecy surrounding anomalies was completely shattered, as various world militaries tried to fight back to no avail, and not even the Foundation or the GOC could bring the Great Snake down. They've still got a trick up their sleeve, however, the mysterious Project Mongoose, but there may not be much left of civilization by the time they get it ready. To make matters worse, it seems that the Chinese especially aren't going to go down without a fight, and are prepping their nuclear weapons to finish off the beast once and for all. Let's continue. At 4.23pm on October 27, 2020, Foundation satellites detected that SCP-6004 was airborne and approaching the biggest metropolitan region of China. Shortly afterwards, Site-40 received a message from an agent embedded within the Chinese government reporting that the party is in a state of panic, the military is on high alert, and officials are talking about nuclear weapons. The agent was advised to attempt to discourage the use of nuclear weapons, and it was decided that an early prototype for Project Mongoose was to be diverted to the South China Sea and used in an attempt to incapacitate the serpent before it could arrive in the metropolitan region. It was theorized that despite operating at 37% of the capacity of the projected output of the finished weapon, the prototype would be able to induce unconsciousness or a sleep state in 6004. A camera feed from some recovered military footage shows a battalion of soldiers readying to attack, with multiple artillery and rocket launch platforms in sight amidst the heavy rain. Lightning frequently illuminates the scene, and the serpent can be seen approaching from the southwest within the cloud cover, approximately 8 kilometers away. A sergeant can be seen in the foreground on a radio, requesting for Air Force support. The serpent's head dips below the clouds as it approaches, and it visibly shifts its appearance to resemble different species of snakes simultaneously while roaring loudly. Multiple rocket platforms appear to be readied, and multiple gunships enter the frame, opening fire onto the serpent, who doesn't react as it continues flying. A gunship is forced to take evasive action as a coil of the serpent's body emerges from cloud cover, colliding with the ship, which detonates. Eighteen ballistic missiles are then launched from the ground, entering cloud cover and detonating. For a brief moment, a number of soldiers can be seen staring at the clouds, some asking one another if it had been killed, before the serpent emerges from the clouds at high speed. Multiple lightning strikes hit the area, killing most of the soldiers on the ground instantly. Task forces operating out of multiple Chinese Foundation sites were mobilized to aid in the evacuation of civilians across the Serpent's projected path. As the evacuations were carried out, numerous Chinese Air Force combatants were dispatched to attack the Serpent, with multiple eyewitness accounts reporting that 6004 largely ignored these attacks. 
It instead continued heading northeast towards Beijing, with widespread thunderstorms and anomalous plant growth following in its wake. Foundation and GOC forces began treatment and organization of evacuated civilians within various staging areas throughout China. Task Force 341, tasked with aiding in the evacuation of Beijing, was halted by armed forces and ordered to exit the area. Despite multiple attempts at diplomacy, they were forced to withdraw, and sent a communication to Site 40 stating that the evacuation of Beijing was impossible due to the military locking down the city on the orders of the General Secretary, and they've declared the Foundation to be enemies of the state. The ship carrying Project Mongoose was 40 minutes out at this point, and due to multiple reports of military attacks on Foundation and GOC forces, the decision was made that all task forces would withdraw. By 5.03pm, all Foundation activity within Northeast China had ceased, with all forces returning to their home sites with minimal losses. 6004 continued to approach Beijing despite increasingly heavy resistance from the military. At 5.09, the agent in the Chinese government sent a message that they were going to launch nuclear weapons, and he couldn't stop them. Following this message, the SCPS Indominus was ordered to fire the Mongoose prototype as soon as possible. At 5.14, the Serpent reached the outskirts of the metropolitan region, as air raid sirens sound out over the cities, and civilians can be seen fleeing indoors. A very large storm front can be seen approaching from the southwest, with the Serpent within it. Multiple military aircraft are engaging it to no effect, and thunderstorms are rapidly forming over the entire region. Heavy rain begins to fall, and large masses of vegetation form from the ground and architecture of the cities, causing massive structural damages. Numerous lightning bolts repeatedly strike multiple skyscrapers, and the serpent soon coils above the city of Baoding, with the lightning strikes ceasing. At 5.16, it strikes the city, destroying seven skyscrapers and hitting the ground. It proceeds to scrape the ground with its mouth, forcing numerous vehicles and structures down its throat. Multiple CCTV cameras show civilians falling into the throat as the snake slowly circles the city, moving in an inward spiral. It swallows both terrain and buildings, although some buildings are spared with footage showing the snake passing through them harmlessly. Military aircraft then begin bombing runs, although multiple bombs detonate on its back with no effect. One aircraft is seen to deliberately ram the snake's eye, detonating violently. It fails to notice this, however, and continues its consumption of the city. Multiple tornadoes and lightning bolts begin to strike multiple sites within the metropolitan region, targeting skyscrapers in particular. By 519, it has finished consuming Baoding, and rears its head into the air, ignoring the efforts of the Air Force. It turns to face Beijing and begins rapidly approaching as the Air Force retreats. The SCPS Indominus reports that it will be in range in 70 seconds, as numerous sirens sound within Beijing. A recording of China's head of state plays over loudspeakers across the city, stating that 
It's better for Beijing to fall than for all of China to be overrun. Indominus finally makes it into range, requesting permission to fire, as twelve nuclear warheads are launched simultaneously from within China. Tornadoes and lightning strikes continue to ravage the area, with large masses of vegetation forming over the ruins. The nuclear warheads strike the serpent on separate parts of its body simultaneously, 43 kilometers southwest from Beijing. The resulting blasts are estimated to have yields ranging from 5 to 16 megatons, causing the serpent to recoil and windows within a 68 kilometer radius to shatter. For comparison, the nuclear bomb dropped on Nagasaki only had a blast yield of 21 kilotons. Indominus reports sighting of a flash of light from the direction of Beijing, as rainfall, tornadoes, and lightning strikes cease in the area, and the upper portion of the serpent is obscured by mushroom clouds. O5 Command orders the Indominus to charge the Mongoose prototype regardless, and onboard cameras show the barrels of the Mongoose aiming towards the serpent as the device begins to emit green light and high-pitched wailing vocalizations. The serpent then roars and rears above Beijing, with its head and much of its body aflame. It does not display any sign of damage despite this, and tosses its head violently, extinguishing the flames before turning towards Beijing and flinging itself at the city. Its body, along with multicolored bolts of electricity coming out of it, cause catastrophic damage, and thunderstorms, tornadoes, and winds in excess of 450 kilometers per hour spontaneously form over the area. It strikes the ground repeatedly, thrashing its tail across the region, leaving multiple large craters. The Air Force re-engages with the Serpent, with multiple aircraft deliberately colliding with it as it continues to strike the Earth. Lava begins to emerge from multiple craters as a result of its strikes, while Project Mongoose technicians aboard the Indominus begin the firing sequence. The prototype begins wailing more intensely and emitting flashes of dark green light. The last remaining aircraft retreat from SCP-6004, and it eventually stops striking at the ground as it surveys the area. Tornadoes and lightning storms dissipate, and vegetation begins to form in areas unaffected by the emergence of lava. The entirety of Beijing and the surrounding area has been demolished with no structures surviving, and the serpent begins to roar and vocalize repeatedly. At 528, Project Mongoose technicians report that it's ready to be fired, and the O5s grant permission to fire. Upon activation, the crew of the SCPS Indominus were lost, and a large, sustained beam composed of something expunged from the record fires from Project Mongoose, accompanied by an intense, screaming sound. Satellite visuals are also lost as a result of the weapon firing. A fault, however, occurs within the Mongoose prototype, causing an energy failure and the machine shuts down. Satellite visuals are regained as the weapon's vocalizations cease, showing that the entity appears to have taken notice of the beam. 
It rapidly propels itself into the cloud cover, visibly tracking the mongoose beam as it passes and impacts a mountain range, destroying approximately 32 square kilometers. The serpent emits a low vocalization and approaches the Indominus, entering the South China Sea and raising its head out of the water to inspect the prototype for four minutes before submerging itself beneath the surface and leaving the area. Following the departure of the serpent from the area, no search and rescue operations were carried out in the region. The death toll from this incident has been estimated as being in excess of 140 million. An investigation into the former site of Beijing showed the formation of three fault lines, previously undiscovered species of flora and fauna, and masses of human remains. 6004 was tracked to the Pacific Ocean before being lost in deep waters. After a period of several hours, it was deemed to be safe for the Indominus and the Mongoose prototype to be recovered, with further research and development to be carried out. Well, that didn't seem to go well for anyone. Project Mongoose seems to have been a big failure, although, to be fair, it was only an untested prototype. As for what exactly it is, we're provided a bit of an overview on it. Following the serpent's emergence, multiple attempts at containment were made, with conventional means quickly proving to be useless, along with high-level foundation devices. Hecor devices bounced off its hide, Class Sigma autocannon fire passed through it, Scranton Reality Anchor-derived devices had no effect, and their mech units were at best bulldozed and at worst totally ignored. In short, the Foundation needed a new weapon, and whether it would allow for 6004's containment or its neutralization was deemed irrelevant. To this end, the Foundation reached out to the GOC, whose prowess at killing anomalous entities was famed, feared, and even hated throughout the anomalous community. The GOC were of course already aware of the entity and were working towards its neutralization. They were receptive towards a collaboration, and development soon began, utilizing numerous resources, both mundane and anomalous. As the serpent began to move over larger portions of the globe, development became increasingly desperate. Both Marshall Carter and Dark and Church of the Broken God assets were recruited and used in the construction of the device, in addition to the combined resources of the GOC and the Foundation. This collaboration led to what has become known as Project Mongoose, a long-range, charged particle emitter that draws on thaumaturgical, reverse-siphoned Hume energies and something else redacted to produce a devastating directed blast. It was agreed that the GOC would manufacture the charged particle emitter, while the Foundation would manufacture the barrel and focusing rings necessary to amplify and control the beam. Specialists from the Church of the Broken God aided both parties in the construction of these elements. Each site produced a smaller prototype for the purposes of testing, with one of these prototypes being fired at the Serpent in Beijing. As of November 23rd, 2020, the Serpent has expanded its area of operation to encompass the entire globe. 
Multiple attacks within the Americas are being reported daily, and Project Mongoose has been completed. Due to the prototype's charge sequence causing the annihilation of all lifeforms within a 444 meter radius of it, all components have been fitted, mounted aboard a GOC-class Lincoln satellite, and launched into orbit, from where it will be fired remotely. Due to the immense energy requirements and complex reactions, Orbital Project Mongoose requires 444 seconds to fire after the location has been locked. As such, it is now the Foundation's responsibility to fire it at 6004 when an opportunity arises, with all efforts being made to create such a window of opportunity. Following the destruction of Beijing, the serpent was not seen for a period of nine days, remaining submerged in the world's oceans. An overall improvement in the health of coral reefs was detected, and numerous vessels were lost at sea in hurricanes and squalls. By now, the remaining governments had taken shelter in subterranean bunkers, and a joint effort between the Foundation and the GOC has been working towards relocating and safely housing survivors of attacks, with both organizations producing food, medicine, and power via anomalous means. Soon the serpent was detected beneath the Arctic ice pack, with pack ice being seen thickening and expanding, returning to pre-1948 levels within two days. It then proceeded to circle an area slightly outside the Arctic Circle and portions of northern Siberia, Canada, and Alaska, consuming large numbers of livestock and humans. Various extinct flora and fauna returned to these areas during this time, and glaciation rates increased to a large degree, in some cases expanding over towns and a subterranean foundation site. Despite multiple attempts to target the snake with Project Mongoose, it proved too mobile for a lock to be made. It then shifted its focus to the Americas, causing widespread rainstorms, plant growth, and reintroduction of endangered and extinct species coinciding with mass disappearances of civilian populations within densely populated cities throughout much of South America with a particularly large portion of time and activity centered on the Amazon rainforest. It continued to target large urban centers and environmentally damaging installations, and was first seen in the US when it attacked Washington DC. It was observed to actively engage with military forces by roaring and vocalizing at them before striking with lightning. The attack took place over a 40-minute period, where it proceeded to consume large portions of the city. Attempts to evacuate the US President and staff failed when the Presidential Emergency Operations Center was flooded, when the serpent caused the Potomac River to flood much of the city ruins. It continued in this fashion over much of the United States, Mexico, and Canada, striking particularly hard at large cities such as Toronto, Los Angeles, Mexico City, and New York City. Enormous stretches of land, including 43% of the United States, were converted to forests by anomalous rainfall, with large numbers of people and animals being consumed and regurgitated by the entity. 
Disruptions to the US power grid triggered the cascading failures of numerous nuclear power plants, necessitating foundation and GOC intervention to prevent multiple nuclear meltdowns from occurring. Meanwhile, Foundation historians and archaeologists have conducted extensive research into Australian Aboriginal mythology, particularly in regards to the Rainbow Serpent. It's now believed that oral Dreamtime stories passed down over millennia refer to confrontations with SCP-6004, and that the entity has attacked humanity before. These attacks have been preceded by periods of environmental instability, and were often resolved by various rituals, abandonment of environmentally damaging practices, or in some cases by guardian spirits engaging the Rainbow Serpent in battle. Should Project Mongoose fail, and containment proves temporarily impossible, the Foundation will have to consider influencing a significant shift in the way in which modern civilization functions, so as to not draw 6004's attention until containment becomes possible. The prospect of seeking out one of these protector spirits to intervene on behalf of the Foundation is also being considered. At this point, 6004's range is to be considered global and Foundation and GOC political ambassadors are encouraging world governments to limit military activity, and to move their populations outside of urban areas. Areas not targeted by the Serpent have been prioritized as temporary resettlement locations, and efforts are being made to safely provide housing for the world's population without drawing the Serpent's attention. After a period of 49 days of activity over the Americas, during which there was no opportunity to activate Mongoose, the Serpent began displaying interest in numerous Foundation and GOC facilities, circling the sites but not approaching for unknown reasons. It was during one of these events that it began examining the Global Occult Coalition Advanced Weaponry Facility, one of the two locations where Project Mongoose was developed. While investigating it, the snake began to exhibit signs of agitation, and satellite imaging showed the facility entering a lockdown, with multiple weapons platforms, including their mongoose prototype, being activated. It was at this time that the O5 Council voted 8-5 to five to fire the orbital mongoose upon both the Serpent and the Advanced Weapons Facility. The ends justify the means, as usual. Orbital Project Mongoose is activated and begins its charging sequence. Guidance rails and focusing rings can be seen moving into position as the barrel system aims at both the facility and the serpent. Green light and wailing vocalizations begin emitting from the device causing numerous visual glitches and illusions to appear on footage acquired from onboard cameras. GOC access to the weapon is blocked, and the GOC attempts to contact Site-19 but are ignored. Multiple attempts to access Project Mongoose are detected and blocked, and diplomatic ambassadors are sent to meeting sites to ensure GOC cooperation. SCP-6004 begins to vocalize loudly and continues circling the site, 
seeming to direct the vocalizations at the AWF. Movement from the serpent causes a portion of the AWF's exterior to separate from the surrounding mountainside, resulting in an unidentified weapons platform mounted to this region to fire prematurely. The projectile impacts the snake's tail and detonates violently, but causes no damage. It stops vocalizing for a moment, however, and begins roaring and coiling into a striking position. Multiple weapons platforms begin firing at the serpent, and numerous shielding devices can be seen activating. Wind speeds immediately increase drastically, and rainstorms spontaneously generate. The serpent strikes at the AWF, destroying a large portion of the mountainside which the site is housed in. Their mongoose prototype fires at the serpent with a sustained beam following its movements, and can be seen visibly irritating its skin on contact, causing it to recoil and begin dodging the beam. Multiple energy pulses are seen emitting from the prototype, annihilating all vegetation within 200 meters. Multiple lightning bolts strike at the site, but are redirected by GOC shield generators. The serpent attempts to fling large portions of earth and rock towards the prototype with its tail, but is unsuccessful due to the site's shielding system. Following several seconds of uninterrupted impact from the prototype, the serpent roars and emits a stream of multicolored energy from its mouth towards the prototype, causing it to misfire and re-enter a charging phase. The serpent proceeds to wrap around the mountain and strike down at the prototype, resulting in a massive energy discharge, largely negated by remaining shielding devices. Orbital Project Mongoose readies to fire as the serpent continues to strike down at the facility, breaching the top as GOC operatives inside attempt to evacuate. The serpent rears back for another strike as the Orbital Project Mongoose fires a sustained beam, with resultant vocalizations, described as a metallic scream, being heard by surrounding satellites and in a 44-kilometer radius of the facility. The serpent raises its head towards the source of the noise, and is engulfed in the beam, along with the AWF. The beam's impact annihilates the facility, with the weapon's energy flood and negative Hume field disintegrating all life forms within a 444 kilometer radius. Three minutes later, the weapon ceases firing on the O5's orders, and both the facility and surrounding mountains have been completely destroyed. A large crater has been formed by the beam's impact, with the serpent lying amidst the crater and surrounding areas displaying moderate burns over much of its body. It then rises from the ground and roars, thrashing its head and tail as lightning emits from multiple points on its body, and the burns to its scales heal rapidly. Rainfall and wind speed intensifies, and the serpent begins to rapidly expand and coil around itself, looking upwards. Visual contact is lost as storm clouds thicken, so the Council orders the weapon to fire again. The weapon fires a second sustained beam, 
clearing much of the generated storm clouds. SCP-6004 can be seen struggling against the beam and coiling on the ground before rapidly launching itself upwards into orbit. The weapon ceases firing automatically as proximity sensors detect an imminent collision, and the serpent proceeds to grab the satellite platform within its mouth before falling back down rapidly towards Foundation Site-19. Following this, all contact with Site-19 was lost, and later assessment revealed that the upper levels of the site had suffered catastrophic damage. The upper six levels had collapsed and been strangled by extremely robust vegetation. A majority of the structure's upper floors had been displaced, with the remains of Project Mongoose largely annihilated. Multiple safe and Euclid-class SCP objects had breached containment, being either destroyed in the event or still currently missing, although the lower levels of the site remain uncompromised. Rescue efforts following the attack were able to evacuate some of the surviving staff, and a statement was provided by a site technician. He says that he was working on a broken fast access cart down in Euclid block when all the lights went red and the alarms went off. He started running to the shelters, assuming that it was a standard containment breach, but then the banging and explosions started. He says that it felt like an earthquake, and you could hear the upper levels caving in. He was so busy looking at the supports that he didn't watch his feet and fell, getting trampled in the process. This also made him miss getting into the shelter before the bulkhead shut, so he ran down to the workshop where there was an LSA attack vehicle. He jumped in, held his hands over his ears, and watched the security feed before it went down. He says that it felt like he was watching the end of the world, as the snake crushes the whole eastern compound and throws the mongoose platform into the admin ward. All the guns and missiles were unloading on it, and it was like trying to put out a wildfire with a water balloon. He saw it scream on the video, and heard it 24 floors down, rupturing both of his eardrums. Then it started blasting the site with that rainbow lightning, the feed cut out, and the roof collapsed. Water started pouring in, and he thought he was going to drown, but it started to drain to the lower levels. He could hear the people in the bunker screaming, as something had gotten in there with them but he doesn't want to know what. Then there was another quake, and the serpent was gone. The MTFs rolled in not long after, rescuing those who had survived, and started on getting the SCPs back into their cells, noting that he heard that a lot of the D-Class helped with the rescuing. He's just glad that the serpent didn't try and dig down to the rest of the site. Following rescue and excavation efforts, it was determined through witness interviews that SCP-6004 had attacked Site-19 largely with the use of the same energy seen in Beijing and the GOC facility, throwing Orbital Project Mongoose at the site's administrative wing, and by physically landing on the eastern compound before striking at the main site. 
This was confirmed by the recovery of the Guardian AI log, which documented the AI's attempts to defend the site from the serpent. The AI initially projected the site's destruction probability at 96%, and the staff survival rate at 23%. The serpent's initial electrical projectile attack took the site's shields completely offline, and caused around 18,000 casualties. It then collided with the East Wing, bringing the casualty estimate up to 48,000. It threw the Mongoose platform into the admin building, which meant that the weapon systems no longer fired on the Serpent due to the risk of triggering the Mongoose accidentally, wiping out the whole site. Between the flooding, the physical attack, and the electrical attacks, 87% of the surface was soon affected, and the safe class and Euclid class containment wings were both compromised. The serpent's repeated physical strikes brought down the kinetic shields, damaging levels negative 26 through 19, and all of the containment wings. The casualties were now estimated to be around 273,000, and there had been multiple containment breaches, including SCP-173 and SCP-939. The power to the Guardian AI itself was lost, so with its last bit of energy, it managed to redirect power to containment and security systems, sealing off the containment wings and activating the drainage systems. A few weeks later, we're provided another message from Site 40 director Alan Tibbles, which reads, These have been some very hard months. Entire cities were annihilated. Countries damn near depopulated. Sites lost. Anomalies escaped. Truces made and broken. Friends family, and loved ones we'll never see again were killed or turned into animals. The veil's gone. The Foundation's resources have been drained on a failed project, and the world as we know it is pretty much over. But so are the attacks. SCP-6004 has revisited the site of its awakening. It hasn't hit a single city in weeks, and rain has stopped making forests. There is hope now. Light at the end of the tunnel. This thing is going to sleep. We have excellent leads on how to keep it that way. And we will ensure it never wakes up again. We have a lot of work to do. A new world to make. Towns, cities, and sites to rebuild. New facilities to build. Full of new means of production for food and materials. Billions of people to amnesticize history books to rewrite, and effectively a whole new world to create. Luckily, it isn't the first time we've done this, and likely not the last. We can do this. You can do this. It will likely be the hardest thing you will do for us, but I promise you, it will be worth it. So the immediate threat is over, but the problems are far from it. Following the discovery of the core nature of SCP-6004 through Aboriginal rock art, extensive research into the history of SCP-6004, interviews with various communities and the observed behavior of the entity throughout its period of activity, 
it's been determined that the serpent is able to be contained through a rigorous and intensive reordering of global human development and practices. Along with the development of tools capable of inducing sleep in entities of similar scope to the serpent, the Foundation must influence human civilization in such a way as to encourage a lack of outward expansion into wilderness areas, increased adoption of clean energies such as solar, wind, and nuclear power sources, and reduced reliance on unsustainable farming. In an effort to maintain societal progression, the Foundation and other organizations such as the GOC will be required to anomalously produce livestock, construction materials, and other amenities to reduce land usage. Cities and townships will be encouraged to advance via subterranean and vertical expansion, and total expansion into wilderness areas to be determined on a case-by-case -case basis, but overall limited to below 30%. Current Foundation efforts toward the rebuilding of settlements, rehousing of refugees, and re-establishing power to affected areas have already lent themselves to these efforts. Areas not targeted by the Serpent were naturally selected to house refugees, and at no point did the entity attack solar or wind farms, leading to more widespread use out of convenience. Nuclear power was similarly used. It's believed that these sites and power sources will be ideal launching pads for the implementation of these proposed containment measures, and numerous locations suitable for the development of further cities, towns, and foundation complexes have already been identified. These measures are extreme, and will require the cooperation of both world governments and groups of interest, but in the face of SCP-6004 returning, they are warranted until such a time as the Foundation is able to fully contain the entity. A year later, an analysis is done of the Serpent's behavior since the introduction of the revised containment procedures. It has displayed significantly less aggressive tendencies when compared to earlier behaviors, and it's hypothesized that this is due to two main contributing factors. One is that the revised containment procedures have appeased the entity, and two is that it has essentially achieved the majority of its goals following its awakening. Each of these factors are evidenced by several observations and statements, and based on these factors and the serpent's continued behavior, it's projected that the entity will soon return to a sleep state. Towards the end of 2021, the Foundation implemented revised containment procedures designed to appease SCP-6004, based on Australian Aboriginal Dreamtime lore. Since the implementation of these new procedures, the Serpent has been significantly calmer, having been observed ignoring multiple Foundation rebuilding efforts and not attacking a single human settlement. At one point, it approached Site 40 and simply stared at the building and the personnel. A corporal participating in a training exercise at the time says that it felt like they were being judged and you could feel it even more than you could see it. After a minute, it flicked out its tongue, turned around, and swam away. 
The serpent has also been observed spending a great deal of time at the area formerly housing the GOC's advanced weapons facility. Despite multiple attempts to dig out lake beds and river sites, the rains generated by the entity have failed to produce lakes, rivers, or trigger plant growth as seen in other areas, with wildlife regurgitated by the entity all expiring within hours of placement. Previous models of the serpent's behavior suggest that such events would trigger violent outbursts from the entity, yet it has only responded by leaving the area. It then proceeded to the Amazon rainforest, where it remained for a further three days. The other primary cause of the serpent's reduced hostility is likely a result of it achieving its goals, primarily the reversion of the global environment to a state similar to that of pre-human habitation, and the repopulation of various species of endangered and extinct flora and fauna. It has been observed that as global temperatures have fallen, the serpent has appeared less aggressive. The same can be said in regards to global wildlife populations rising, and the reduction of air pollution. Beyond a reduction in the number of attacks carried out by the serpent, it has also been observed that the entity has not caused the anomalous growth of vegetation or regurgitation of wildlife since February 13th, 2022. While attacks on human structures and settlements can be seen as an expression of aggression on behalf of the serpent, the generation of forests, wildlife, lakes, and rivers is exclusively motivated by returning its environment to a pre-human state. The cessation of this behavior indicates that the entity is satisfied with the current world state. Following its visitation of the Amazon, the serpent has been sighted resting within large bodies of water multiple times, and its movements have become noticeably more sluggish, displaying signs of fatigue, including yawning. It has been heading in a consistent direction, with predictive models placing it as heading towards the Wolomai National Park, where it was first discovered. Barring unforeseen outcomes or provocation, it's estimated that it will return to the site of its discovery by late October 2022, and re-enter a period of hibernation. Project Mongoose research is being utilized in the development of technologies capable of ensuring that it will remain in hibernation. Following this, it's possible that widespread use of amnestics on global populations may allow the Foundation to rebuild a veil of secrecy. Additionally, attacks on humans by wild animals have continued to be much more frequent than before the serpent's discovery with these attacks universally occurring within newly formed wilderness areas, and displaying teamwork beyond the capabilities of species involved, with some cases involving the cooperation of multiple differing species. However, these attacks have become less frequent as time progresses, and eyewitness statements have observed that where animals would previously chase or attack any individual found within wilderness areas, Animals have more frequently been seen to observe people at a distance, often withdrawing after a short period. Attacks by these animals can be broadly categorized into five categories, rabid, provoked, defensive, predatory, and guided, 
with the first four being typical and the last being believed to occur due to the serpent's influence. The working theory is that this behavior may involve lingering influence associated with its apparent desire to prevent human impact on natural environments. While attacks of this nature were previously observed to be immediate and coordinated, more recent encounters appear to have been limited to individuals who were in the process of activities discouraged by the current containment procedures, such as land clearing, waste dumping, and recreational hunting. Given the trend of observation before attack, it is believed that sustainable, low-impact activities within wilderness areas will soon be safe for the civilian population to engage in, along with low-impact construction. Lastly, we're given the revised version of the containment procedures and description for SCP-6004. Its object class is now listed as Keter, and the containment procedures involve 27 Lloyd Tibbles consciousness nullification devices installed around the perimeter of the Serpent's containment area in Wolomai National Park. These devices were derived from Project Mongoose, Scranton Reality Anchors, and other technologies provided by donors and derived from assets that are designed to block an entity from accessing a conscious state of mind, locking them into sleep or a coma. To further ensure that 6004 does not breach containment, the Foundation is to continue to encourage world governments to limit expansion into wilderness areas, and all human activity in these areas must be as non-destructive as possible. A joint effort between the Foundation, the GOC, and the MANA Charitable Foundation has been established to anomalously produce food, construction, and technological materials rendered impractical to produce conventionally by these containment procedures. As for the description, it's mostly what we already know, with it currently being 700 kilometers long and being practically impervious to damage. It also is capable of displaying a compelling and direct influence over the natural world, up to and including a clear influence over the behavior of wild animals. During the latter parts of its previous activity, attacks by various large and small fauna on humans were common. These attacks often involved multiple disparate species working in tandem, until apparently satisfied. This behavior has continued under specific circumstances after its hibernation, universally involving aggressive habitat expansion or activities such as recreational hunting acting as catalysts. It is extremely probable that any future conscious activity on the part of SCP-6004 may lead to the extinction of human civilization. For this reason, for the survival of society, it must remain asleep. And there you have it. A rather unique scenario here, in which an anomalous entity came around and beat on the planet for a while, with the Foundation powerless to stop it. Normally such a situation would involve the end of humanity or all civilization, but in this case it simply wanted to teach us a lesson. Obviously, the entire piece was written to be a diatribe against various groups and individuals that have done damage to the environment or otherwise ignored that damage, 
And while such stories are hardly a new concept and can often come off as heavy-handed, SCP-6004 remains as an interesting article in the SCP universe. It's notable to point out that the Foundation itself had no interest in protecting or caring about the environment in general, until doing so became part of their own goals. The concept of a giant monster that awakens to exact revenge on humanity for various damages we've done isn't a new concept either. But while these stories often involve the monster either being killed or otherwise stopped, this one was somewhat unique. A giant snake showed up and told humanity to quit messing around, and they really had no choice but to listen.